I'm joined first off though by uh, Fine Gael Deputy Paul Kyo. Good morning to you, Paul. Uh, good morning, Alan, and uh, good morning to our listeners. I know you want to give an immediate reaction to what we heard from the Cahir Local Western County Council on South East Radio News, Councillor Lawler, uh, in relation to the CPO, which is a good day for Wexford uh, because we want our campus, our state-of-the-art campus, sooner rather than later. What's your immediate reaction to this breaking news story? Uh, I think, Alan, this is uh, fantastic news. On uh, Friday morning next, I will, uh, as chairman of the Education Committee, will lead a delegation uh, to uh, Watford uh, campus uh, where we will meet the president uh, Veronica Campbell and the chairman Paddy Prendergast and some of the board members. So going with this news about the uh, CPO of uh, the Wexford campus I know you had uh, the chairman Paddy Prendergast on a number of um, weeks ago and he wasn't expecting this news until the fall of of the year but to say that um, now that we can proceed to the next part of it and Wexford County Council now will publish the notice and that will take a for a period of three months and then they will serve notice to trees uh, and they will be able to acquire the land uh, for uh, the college uh, in the next uh, four to five months. So I think that is uh, fantastic uh, news and I, I would like to, Tom, compliment uh, Wexford County Council, its CEO Tom Enright uh, and the team there uh, for getting this uh, so quickly over over uh, the line and it's a fantastic and what I yeah. one thing that I will be saying to the President and uh, to uh, Paddy Prendergast, the Chairman on Friday morning next, when I do lead as Chair at the Education Committee that we will now want the master plan uh, for uh, a campus uh, to accommodate thousands of, of, of students and also part of that is the sporting and recreation and accommodation right. uh, for the students as part of, of that master plan and I will be pressing, um, pressing uh, them upon that on Friday morning next. Yeah, I mean, I spoke, it's about two weeks ago when Professor Prendergast was here in studio with me. He was not holding back on what he wants to see on this campus. He was definitely flying the Wexford flag when I was speaking to him anyway. He wants to see some of the STEM subjects. He wants to see some of the top flight subjects here. And when I asked him about the accommodation, and that is going to be a major issue, uh, Paul, getting the accommodation to coincide with the campus. Uh, Professor Prendergast is uh, of the impression that it will happen. It has to happen, hasn't it? Uh, absolutely. And Alan, as Chaired Education Committee, this is something that we have spoken to Minister Harris uh, about, that uh, any extensions, any acquisition, anything like that, uh, accommodation has to be uh, uh, provided for the students uh, as well. If we are to attract uh, outside students to come into the campus in County Wexford, well, they have to have accommodation. A huge amount of the students in County Wexford will be able to be educated on their own doorsteps and will not require accommodation, which is fantastic for, for families. And I, I know speaking to families that the, the, the cost upon uh, education third level education and accommodation is, is a, it's a huge issue for, for them out there so this is fantastic and Alan in the south east in Wexford alone we have the fastest growing number of student population in the south east uh, compare that to Watford compare that to Carlow Wexford's population is rising uh, uh, dramatically and the student population is in, ever increasing uh, and we do need this campus and what one thing that I will be impressing upon them when I meet them on Friday morning is the master plan for the Wexford campus has to include accommodation for, for thousands of students and also the sporting recreation and uh, 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 the accommodation like that is that is right. of utmost importance uh, as we go forward but at least Alan they can now continue with their master plan uh, uh, and designing uh, a, a new campus uh, for, for, for that site.
want to move on to other issues with you now um, and in particular I want to look at the uh, disturbing stats that have come from Threshold to say that in the, uh, the quarter, first quarter of this year they have never been as busy uh, since they were set up. It is very, very worrying the amount of families that they have ha- had to help. Um, what's your reaction to the Threshold statement today where uh, the first quarter has seen them never been as busy as before? I haven't had uh, an opportunity to read the report in depth, but I did hear about the report uh, uh, this morning. Yes, a- a- absolutely. But the government, we are going through a cost of living uh, uh, crisis because of the war in Ukraine. Uh, as you are very aware that the, the government did uh, uh, put additional monies into people's pockets in the last budget, and then they had an additional announcement uh, in February of, of, of this year. Uh, the, like, the cost of living is affecting every family not just uh, uh, lower-income earners, but middle-income earners uh, as well. And I spoke there, Alan, about the cost of going to college and everything like that. And there is huge additional costs on an awful lot of uh, families out there, and the government are very aware of of that. But can I I stop you, Paul, and ask you the question? Like, you're you're saying to me a cost-of-living crisis. We're just hearing about a potential 16.2 billion surplus. That ain't going to wash with the listeners to this programme this morning, Paul. Uh, Alan, um, Minister Michael McGrath was on this morning regarding uh, the the the, uh, the surplus, uh, budget surplus, uh, I think we'd be in a, a far worse position if we hadn't got that surplus. Uh, I think it's good news. It is because right. of the prudent handling of our uh, public finances by both Minister McGrath and Minister Pascal Dunhu. And an awful lot of people will be uh, critical of their handling of it. But I can assure you, right. uh, Alan, we have to be very careful with, the, with, with this. Nobody knows how long uh, this cost of living crisis prices will, will last. Uh, there's no use just splashing out all the money today and having nothing for in two or three or four years' time right. if it is needed and required. Uh, as as uh, Minister McGrath said uh, this morning, uh, that the income tax from a large amount of multinationals, yeah. we have to be able to retain that uh, uh, over the next uh, number of years. That is going to be extremely difficult, uh, but we have to handle our public finances with care. Uh, we have to look after the, those people who are most in 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 need, uh, and I think I do believe that the government is is doing that. Absolutely, we right. cannot help everybody, but we are helping those most in, in okay. need, and they are, they are the working families. With all this money, with all this money floating around, Paul, the government missed, according to Sinn Fein's deputy owner, Brinder Housing spokesperson, speaking to me yesterday, they've missed their affordable housing targets by almost sixty percent. How can you stand over this government uh, and the failure within housing uh, this morning? Speaking to me, because I'm sure. As I said, it's not going to wash with people. It ain't washing with people. Well, well Alan, uh, if you listen to Minister Dara O'Brien or listen to Minister McGrath this morning, uh, that uh, this is not about money when it comes uh, to housing. It is, it's about having the capacity to build houses, having the builders, the plumbers, the carpenters and everything like that. If we have more builders, plumbers, carpenters, electricians, we will be building an awful lot more housing than what we are at the moment. There has been... Uh, Ever before, uh, uh, historically, there has been millions uh, uh, and billions uh, absolutely put in for the for the building of uh, social and affordable uh, housing. And probably one of the biggest issues uh, for the South East and for Wexford, I believe, is affordable housing. And we do need more affordable housing. Uh, and I've spoken to uh, the county CEO on this. Uh, I've spoken to the housing section of Wexford County Council on this. Uh, and I've spoken to our council that we need more affordable housing, that a huge amount of people in County Wexford 
uh, have a good, good good jobs are unable to get a mortgage and we need Wexford County Council and which they are uh, stepping up to the mark and providing uh, more uh, affordable housing for an awful lot of working families uh, that, that are out there and the government are putting the financial resources in place for those families uh, where they can uh, have have get, draw down loans if, if you look at their if they, the Department of Housing calculator where families can go in, a person go in, a single person go in and look at what they can uh, get if they are unable to get a mortgage from uh, one of the pillar banks that they will be able to go uh, to the local authority, to the department and be able to uh, uh, get get a mortgage. Okay, look, uh, I, I want to look at uh, the opinion poll. Uh, Taoiseach Leo Varadkar has played down an eight-point plunge in Fine Gael's support in the opinion poll published on Sunday. Uh, a survey carried out by Behaviour and Attitude for the Sunday Times put support for Fine Gael at 15%, Fianna Fáil at 21%, the Greens at 6% and Sinn Féin uh, as high as uh, 37%. Uh, my colleague uh, Jim Keeley brought to my attention an article in the Sunday Business Post where uh, we get the impression that all is not well within Fine Gael uh, and uh, the Taoiseach's handling of the housing crisis and I think your name is referred to in the article that you could be one of the people to fall by uh, on, on your sword in the next general election because of this. Did you read that article? Are you familiar with what the Sunday Business Post has said and, and if so what's your reaction to it? Well Alan I, I didn't read it because I, I, I don't read um, uh, such propaganda but um, what I will say on, on that is like there's uh, nameless people who have come out as like P- Father Peter McVerry name and the person who was at the Taoiseach brought, uh, was uh, responsible for bringing the eviction ban and then he had to apologise because he wasn't able to stand over the remarks so these are nameless people who are um, I'm going to stop uh, you on both uh, of those Paul I'm going to stop first of all you've accused the Sunday Business Post of being a propaganda paper I'm sure they'd like to respond to that and secondly in the, case of, in the case of Father Peter McVerry he gave that story to me on this particular programme and that man has chosen not to reveal his source so I think you're being a bit disingenuous to both the well, Sunday Business well, Post and to Father Peter McVerry Well okay, Peter McVerry had had, had a, um, a, if we principal he, he would he would name the person uh, instead of not naming that person he said he got the information. Why doesn't he name the person that he got the information from? And I think that would that would solve an awful lot of the issues. Because uh, he doesn't want to compromise his source, Paul. And I mean, uh, well, would, well, you, I, if I, somebody, I, would you compromise his source if someone said something to you in confidence and asked you not well, to say it? Would you do well, it? Well, I wouldn't well, do well, it. Well, Alan, well, then I wouldn't say it on the public airways. Uh, Peter McVerry said it on the public airways. Uh, and uh, he should have stood over. He should have named the person. Uh, who who said who said this to him? He said he 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 got on very good authority. Well, then name the person that he got on very good authority from. When I heard that interview, I, I knew he was absolutely totally in, incorrect, and he had to apologise and withdraw it. Uh, and which I applaud him for doing that. That he did withdraw it and apologise uh, to the Taoiseach for for saying that he he said he had on good authority, but he couldn't name the person. But I would prefer if he had named the person that he got that information uh, from. But right. going back to going back. But, to the, but Paul, in, before in I move away from this, in the fullness of time when people sit down uh, on the outside looking in and they analyse who's done most for the people who most need housing in this country, will they compliment the current government or will they compliment uh, Father I, Peter McVerry? And I'd love I to never, throw it out there I, to the people to the side. I, I never I never criticise Father Peter McVerry and the fantastic work that he has done. Absolutely, the McVerry Trust. Brilliant, fantastic work. 
uh, along with the CEO, Mr. Doyle. They've done fantastic work. I've never, never, ever uh, criticised what I have. What I did say is that he should have named the person who uh, gave him that information, and it would have solved an awful lot of mystery okay. around it for over the three or, or four or, days. Can I get back to the question I asked you about uh, unrest within Fine Gael? What, what is your reaction well, to well, that? Well, and first of all, there is no unrest in Fine Gael. Absolutely none in in the world. And uh, like you know, you weren't asking me this question when we were at twenty two and twenty three and twenty four percent in the polls. It's only when we have decreased to fifteen percent. It's only one poll. Mm. Fine Gael were down at fifteen and sixteen percent. I didn't hear you having the same conversation with with uh, with uh, uh, Deputy James Brown uh, or any other Fianna Fáil public representative. So maybe uh, uh, it's an issue that when Fine Gael drops, everybody wants to talk about it. But I don't believe there's anything in this. A poll is a poll. You went back to my own record. I've been elected for the past 21 years on five general elections. Yeah. Many people said I would lose my seat. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've gotten my seat in every time. If you get the first seat or last seat, you still have the same say in, in, in Dáil Éireann. And I represent the people of County Wexford. People of County Wexford have rewarded me with that. It's something that I don't take for granted at any general election. I very much appreciate the people of County Wexford returning me in five general, successive general elections. And uh, I hope to be uh, uh, in the same position again and to be, to be able to represent the people of, of, of County right. Wexford. But going back, uh, Fine Gael have uh, a strong record of government. If you look at when we came into government in 2011, we turned around the economic uh, of, uh, economic, uh, economics of this country. We that overturned and then we hit, were hit with COVID, then uh, the cost of living crisis. Anybody, if you look at our public finances from 2011 the whole way through to where we are today, look uh, at the government, uh, the, the, the budget surplus that we yeah. have uh, provided on a year-on-year basis. Okay. Uh, the government is about making decisions, very difficult decisions. Not everybody will agree with the decisions that, that we make, but this is yeah. about uh, us working as a party right. for the government. So, for, so Paul, for, for there, the there are other issues people. I'd like to discuss with you now, and I want to move on to them. But just to, by, by way of clarification, um, you say there is no unrest in Fine Gael. The Taoiseach has your full support, and the rumblings, as reported in the Sunday Business Post, you, 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 you uh, deny them. They're not yeah, absolutely, absolutely d- deny them. Like, they ha- it hasn't named any one person from Fine Gael. It has named nameless people say they're unhappy. If people are unhappy within Fine Gael, well, then they should uh, put mm. their hands up, na- right. name, 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 have the courage of their convictions and come out and say what they have to say. We have a Fine Gael parliamentary party meeting this evening. We've won every week. Not one person okay. uh, has ever uh, uh, said to have uh, issues right. regarding uh, the leader of the party or the All Taoiseach. Right. All right, Paul, let's look at two more issues before we conclude our conversation with you this morning. Wexford General Hospital, uh, Independent Deputy Verona Murphy gave us the background to the 97 beds, which in effect will amount to 44 new beds and 53, I think, replacing existing beds that have to go. Was that news to you? Because as I said, a lot of people were confused. They thought we were actually getting 97 new beds. We're actually getting 53 beds to replace old ones and 44 new beds. Is that news to you or was that the way you understood it? Uh, uh, no, this is all as have been understood that this is uh, to replace uh, I, I think if I'm right, uh, I'm trying to figure out Wexford General Hospital in the wards is St. Joseph's and St. Aidan's, uh, and if anybody is very aware of that, it's, uh, it's the wards with a very low roof, a long corridor, Nightingale wards, where they have eight bedded units, uh, and uh, uh, that will be turned into office accommodation for the, for the hospital and other auxiliary accommodation for the, for the hospital, where the, they will be replaced. Uh, and if you 
go if you look at any general hospital across the country uh, the 97 beds this is a huge investment 50 to 60 million investment and I do hope uh, that Minister Donnelly will have news on this in the in the coming yeah. days that we might be able to uh, w- w- with the with the permission and with the guidance and with the legal advice from the uh, Attorney General that we might be able to pr- proceed with this but this will be we will know this in the next in the next week or so hopefully mm-hmm. but uh, this will br- uh, 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 this will absolutely bring uh, Wexford General Hospital uh, up to a very high standard with individual rooms for the care of patients and very good working conditions for all the people in, in, involved. It was never, ever uh, said that was going to be, not going to be a replacement. There was always going to be a replacement or, or, of, of beds on this. But it will bring the hospital to full capacity of up to over 280 beds, one of the biggest uh, hospitals in the, in, in, in the country. Finally, the flood relief scheme. Uh, Minister Paul, uh, Minister James Brown, has spoken to me earlier this week, and he believed that the ball was very much in the the, the, the court of the council and the, the councillors, etc. They had a, a, a healthy discussion. I believe uh, the chief executive spoke to them. From that, I think they feel a bit more positive. Where do you stand on this flood relief scheme that seems to be going on forever in a day? And even Mike has just texted me here to say, "Will we even see it in our lifetime?" What do you think? Well, Alan, I'm hopeful that we'll see it in in, in our lifetime hopefully and i am very I'm, I'm very positive that we will see this and i will go back to when i was minister of the cabinet table that i was able to, to secure the ring fencing uh, uh, for the financial um, package uh, for uh, this uh, flood release scheme the unfortunate thing about it is that the cost is rising year on year uh, but i do know from speaking to both uh, my local councillors uh, Kathleen Codnoll and Carl Byrne uh, that um, uh, the county ceo tom Enright gave a, a, a very very good uh, brief on it uh, on Monday at the County Council at the Municipal Area Meeting in Enniscorthy uh, and with the options available available to them to go ahead with, with the new bridge. I do hope yeah. uh, that Wexford County Council and the councillors decide that they will go ahead with the building of, of the new bridge that it will give people uh, some sort of comfort and confidence that the rest will follow. Uh, but it was very unfortunate at the time uh, that um, um, we didn't get through because of the independent review. Uh, look, we have to accept the, the outcome of the independent review, albeit that we're all very disappointed with it, and we did have questions over it. Uh, and I think we have to uh, look beyond that uh, and look look forward and uh, to uh, see now that Wexford County Council will prioritise the building of, of the new bridge.